life living intentionally for the empowerment of ourselves and our families we are a podcast about everyday people that want to live a life of empowerment you can definitely expect transparency from us and our guests we will talk about the many matters of life we are here to discuss real life matters that affect many of us such as dating parenting education entrepreneurship and more again the foundation of our podcast is transparency and we are living intentionally for empowerment. My name is Viviana, and I'm here to learn and bring awareness to our community. Hello, all. This is Viviana, and welcome to another episode of Life, Living Intentionally for Empowerment. And I was thinking about this week as our children are going back to school soon, and I know some students have already returned, and we have to deal with the different virtual options and the technology that different school systems are using. I know in Oklahoma, they're using one method, a hybrid method. Some students are going back to school. A lot of your private schools are going back to school uh, the traditional way, but still with some adjustments with um, social distancing. Um, here in Virginia, I reside in Hampton, Virginia, and Hampton has one method, Newport News has a different method, so everybody's kind of doing their own uh, method of doing virtual school in reference to using technology. Overall, the consensus has been that students will be virtual, some, some, some capacity of virtual, at least for the first nine weeks of school, which kind of takes us to the month of November. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about some things that we need to do to ensure that our children stay on task. That, again, as we, one of our focuses here is to kind of be transparent and to empower our families, and this includes our kids as well. Uh, I think the biggest challenge is probably going to be our families that have students that have accommodations and also for our little ones. Uh, your pre-K, kindergarten, your elementary kids. Uh, the high school kids were probably um, are in a better situation because it does prepare them for college life as well, I believe. Again, it will be a struggle for everyone, a great adjustment for everyone. Hopefully, we will see some adjustments compared to March when coronavirus um, started because, you know, everything, it, it was not expected and it's, you know, it wasn't perfect, of course. Uh, so it's been a learning curve uh, for a lot of us as parents, as students, and also as administrators and as a country as a whole and in different countries as well because this is a worldwide a situation that's affecting all of us. Um, so I, I, today I wanted to kind of talk about how do we get, how do we make the best of this situation? So I have a couple of tips for you guys in reference to how is this going to affect our children and let's find some, some solutions, some things that we can apply at our homes to make sure that our kids are in a better situation when it comes to learning so we can create a learning environment at home. So one of the first things that I kind of want to talk about is the location. 
uh, let's find a location within the home to set aside as the space where instruction will take place. Most of our children that are going to be doing virtual classes are using either Teams or Zoom or any type of other technology where they will be doing a conference uh, as a teacher does instruction. Uh, most schools are doing instruction, let's say for an hour or an hour and a half, but they're not doing instruction the entire time, just the video is on, and they will have opportunities to do some uh, group activities and also some one-on-one -on -one activities with the teachers. <clears throat> so I want to encourage you to find us a, a location, whether it is in the child's uh, bedroom. Uh, sometimes it could be tough if we have multiple students that will be doing their calls. So if everybody could find a zone in their home that, and these are conversations that need to take place before school starts, by the way, it's not something that you do when, or when school starts. So I would recommend for everyone in the home to find a zone. If you have parents that are working from home, they also need a zone. So if we can kind of designate those areas, label them as this is, you know, Johnny's zone, this is Lisa's zone, uh, where it's kind of quiet and just uh, everybody so that we can kind of make the best of the situation with the space You can get creative. Uh, I know I spoke to a gentleman. He kind of turned half a, he had a walk-in closet So he kind of turned half of his closet into a working spare space He kind of just put a small desk in there and he just kept the doors open So just kind of get creative um, if you don't have a lot of space. So that's number one uh, finding a location uh, that's going to be consistent and that it's going to work for the entire household. Number two, what I would suggest is for everyone to have a visual calendar. So if we have Zoom calls on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 9 to 10, that should be labeled. I would recommend maybe using Velcro or some double face tape and posting that. Um, calendar like right in front of us and maybe above the desk or somewhere where we can kind of see it all the time I wouldn't necessarily recommend a, a family calendar I mean you could just depending on your space you could have a family calendar so everybody's aware of when everybody else's zoom calls is happening so that there is um, quietness and consideration for the person that's on a call uh, but I would also encourage for everyone to have a, a visual, not something electronic, because sometimes it's okay to have the electronic piece as well, but I think it's good to be able to visually see the calendar when you walk into that, uh, that location that you've selected. Uh, number three, I would suggest to find some type of organizational system that works for you, either to label use folders i personally like different color uh, folders so you can have i know on amazon or other online uh, stores you can find some hanging folders uh, it's like it's made out of cloth and it has pockets and you could just put the envelopes in there and then you can hang it from your door uh, you can use that for organizational for your paperwork for your different classes I would recommend buying notebooks of different colors. Uh, usually I buy my son a five subject notebook, but we use that just for one subject. So we'll, we'll still use the envelopes in the dividers inside, but that five subject notebook, we turn it into just one subject, but that's something that he'll use for the entire year. 
Uh, so we'll do that. Um, you can also use, um, you know, those shoe racks that we can put on the door. Instead of putting shoes in there, you can actually put some of the supplies and we can have, you know, just designated. That's something that can be used by the entire family. Not, it doesn't have to be just one, but it's up to you, whatever. You know, just kind of work on your space and uh, evaluate the space that you have and the needs that you're going to have. And of course, you can make adjustments later as needed. Uh, another thing that I would suggest is to communicate with the teachers, uh, whether it's the students or the parents. I would say parents, especially for the younger kids. Uh, but you know what? Really, for all the kids, it doesn't matter how old they are. I would uh, probably assume that the first week is going to be a lot of troubleshooting, a lot of review from last year in reference to um, instruction. But I would encourage you to start that communication with the teachers the beginning of that second week just to say, hey not necessarily judging or accusing them of you know things didn't go right but just kind of focusing on what can you do as a parent at home to make the 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 transition a little bit better right make the process better so I would kind of email those teachers sometimes with my son as we got throughout the school year I would have him email the teacher so if he has some type of questions or there were some concerns I would have him uh, email the teacher directly and I would you know kind of read over the email but I would that's something that I would encourage just to kind of teach some uh, independence um, and then the last thing that what I want to talk about is treating your day as if it's a regular day, as if you're going to school. So I would get out the bed, do your morning routine, brush your teeth, change your clothes, do not stay in your pajamas. Do not be in a so relaxed mode uh, where you have those lazy demons uh, coming to attack you. So I would definitely encourage everyone to change their clothes. Uh, you can still be comfortable, <clears throat> but I would highly encourage for you not to stay in your pajamas. You know, do your hair. You're going to be virtual learning, so you're the video is going to be on so there is a, a chance that you will be called on so you want to be prepared be careful of your background what your background looks like you should kind of make it look neat and not crazy or disorganized um, keep in mind you know the uh, animal noises or the baby making a noise so just kind of be mindful of mindful of all those things if you have your own bedroom for the kids maybe you can Put a little door handle or sign on the outside, you know, on a Zoom call or something like that. But just kind of get creative. These are just some tips that I kind of wanted to share with you as we make the uh, transition over to 100% virtual learning or for some of you that are doing a hybrid schedule, some virtual and some in person. It's just big to kind of stay organized and stay in communication with the teachers. I would say that is the, um, the biggest uh, the most important thing to do as we move forward with the new, as people are calling it, the new normal. Um, so I encourage you to plan ahead. Don't wait until school starts and be flexible. Know that even though you do have a plan and that plan needs some needs adjustments it's okay make those adjustments and just ensure that your child is comfortable just because 
on paper you have a plan that you think it's going to work and ensure that our children have some type of input because they're the ones that are going to have to uh, abide by the by that plan that you kind of came up with so just keep them in the loop as well get some of their feedback just because you get their feedback doesn't mean that's what you're going to do but just just nice um, to see what it is that they would want to do with their time and what their their schedule looks like so again i want to wish you guys all the best as school starts and our children go back to school and again if you guys have any questions you're more than welcome to reach out to us you can read the notes on this podcast and we will always have our contact information there and we will see you next time thank you for listening to life our podcast about living intentionally for empowerment we want to thank our sponsors music concierge by mccall we can find them at instagram mcm underscore sound thank you for a plus power washing at we underscore power wash and a plus academics at a plus underscore academics if you want to contact our podcast life you can find us on instagram at viviana underscore a plus underscore life and on facebook at life with viviana thank you for joining us and stay tuned